Welcome to the Doe Valley Ministry Podcast, where you can find faithful teaching and preaching of the Word of God. We continue our look at prayer this morning, and our scripture reading is from James, James chapter 5, verses 13 to 18. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick. And the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. Last week we took a brief introduction to looking at to, to prayer, and, and we said it was basically a, a way of communing with God throughout the day. You just talk to him as if he was sitting right next to you, because he is with you constantly. And it's just having a God-conscious type of attitude, that you see everything around you in relation to God. But that's not just the only reason why we pray. Prayer is also necessary. It's necessary for a Christian, not just because you want to do it, but because it is commanded by God. And anything that God commands us to do becomes necessary. And Jesus said in Luke chapter 18, He says, I want everyone everywhere to pray and not to faint. Why does he say that? Well, when most people have a problem, what do they do? They kind of faint. They just go spastic. Jesus says, don't pray, don't faint, don't be afraid, pray. I want you to pray. And you know, that was kind of uh, not just fainting, but you become exhausted, you have a problem, and you just kind of plop down on the couch maybe, and and maybe you're just so exhausted you fall asleep. Peter had some issues. Sure, he was a faithful disciple, no doubt about that. But he would fall asleep at times, especially that night in the garden. And Jesus said to him, you know, if you would have stayed awake and you would have prayed, you wouldn't be in the mess that you're in. Watch and pray so you don't enter into temptation. See, Peter didn't pray. He fell asleep. So he didn't get himself prepared for what was to come that night in the garden. If you pray more than you sleep, you're better off. And you know, many people have their maybe morning prayers, as I said last week, or their evening prayers. They get in bed, 
And they start to pray and they say, oh, Lord, thank you for it. And they're asleep. And that's it. And that happens sometimes. But what happens the next day? You kind of wake up. Sure, you're all refreshed, you know, because you had a good night's sleep maybe. But the day doesn't go so well. Why? Because you didn't pray. You fell asleep when you should have been praying. Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. Prayer undergirds us. Prayer strengthens us. It's necessary to pray. Pray your way through the day. It's commanded by God. It keeps sin away from us. It keeps us close to God. It keeps us in communion with Him. And it prepares us for what comes. That night in the garden, had Peter been praying instead of sleeping, or any of the disciples for that matter, it might have turned out differently for them. Obviously, God had His plan in place, and that was going to happen. But maybe they would have been stronger and wouldn't have given in to the temptations that they succumbed to. So we need to pray. It's commanded by God. And not just, you know, as I said, not just a one-time thing in the morning or you're at your meals or at bedtime or whatever. It's commanded that we pray a lot. As we said last week, Ephesians chapter 6 says, Pray always. Pray without ceasing, as First Thessalonians says. And you know, sometimes people wonder, pray without ceasing, pray without stopping. They think of these, these monks maybe, or these nuns, or these priests, or whatever, that just go and they just pray all day long, and that's all they do. You know, they wear out their, their, their kneecaps praying all day, and that's all they do. And they think, well, I can't do that. You know, I I've got a family to feed. I just can't be on my knees praying all day. Well, as we saw last week, that that's not necessarily the posture that you have to be in for prayer. We said prayer was simply communion with God. And it means that you have that consciousness of God around you all the time. And you're relating everything to Him, as we said last week. That's praying without ceasing. Praying your way through the day. But another thing prayer does is prayer brings glory to God. And that's what we are supposed to do. We're supposed to glorify God in our actions. And one of the ways we do that is through prayer. How? Because when we pray, we said it activates God. And when we pray and He answers our prayers, then we praise Him. We give Him the glory. We pray for something and He gives it to us, or maybe He gives us something different, but we thank Him, and we give Him the glory. John chapter 14, verse 13 says, Whatever you ask in My name, I'll do it that the Father may be glorified. God answers our prayers so He can be glorified. And that's important, because God wants be glorified. And it's a way he can display his power, his sovereignty, and glory. But we pray also because it blesses us. 
We pray because it blesses us. Blessings mean it makes you happy. Praying people are happy people. Because you're talking to your Lord. You're talking to your Savior. You're talking to God. And you ask Him for things. And He gives you the things that you need. And you thank Him for it. And it makes you happy. Prayer works. It really does. And that's what we want to do. We want to, we want to do something that works. You don't want to go out and buy something that doesn't work. Why waste your money on it? If prayer didn't work, why would we waste our time? But James, as in our scripture here this morning, says the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Meaning it works. But it's got to be effective prayer from a righteous heart. Unsaved people that pray, God may hear them, but He doesn't have to answer them. The only prayer of an unsaved person that God answers is the prayer for salvation. But the prayer of His believers activates Him to move, to give His people what He needs. So we must have a righteous heart. And prayer does make a difference. Sometimes His answer to our prayers is no. But He does answer yes enough to know that it works. Elijah prayed for rain, or, or prayed for it not to rain, for three and a half years, every day. Pray that it doesn't rain. And it didn't rain. And then one day he prays for rain and it rains. Now, sure, he could, you know, one day we could pray for rain and it rains. One day we could pray for it not to rain and it doesn't rain. But that doesn't necessarily mean God's answering our prayer. But when uh, you pray every day for three and a half years and it doesn't rain, this was a guy that was in tune with God. And then you pray for rain and it rains. Truly, Elijah was activating the power of God. But he was praying in accord with God's will. He was doing what God wanted him to do. 1 John chapter 5 says, And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we have asked of Him. In other words, if God hears us, then we know He'll answer us. Prayer works. It really does have an effect. Sometimes prayer works immediately. Sometimes you've experienced that, no doubt. Sometimes you can hardly believe how fast it works. That's how fast. You pray that you're feeling a little bit lonely or praying that you're a little bit down and asking the Lord for strength. And maybe there's a knock on the door. As soon as you say amen, or there's a phone call that comes in. Someone just to stop by and chit-chat, or whatever it is. Or maybe you go out and get the mail and there's a letter from someone. But prayer sometimes is answered immediately. Isaiah 65 says, And if it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. 
God is already sending the answer to our message before we've even finished the prayer. Before we say amen. Before we even get it out of our mouths because He knows what's in our heart. He knows what we need. So sometimes it works immediately. Sometimes though the answer to our prayers is delayed. Sometimes we have to wait. Because God knows a whole lot more than we do. And He knows that it's better for us to get our answer later on than it is to get it now. Luke 18 says, And shall not God avenge His own elect who cry day and night unto Him, though He bear long with them? In other words, sometimes you do need to continue asking God in prayer. Sometimes it's painful. Sometimes you have to struggle through things. Sometimes you have to suffer and suffer and suffer. And it seems like it's a never-ending pain for you and it goes on and on. But God will answer your prayer even if it takes Him a long time to give you the answer. And that's because He has a purpose. So sometimes our prayers are answered immediately. Sometimes they're answered with a little bit of a delay. Sometimes our prayers are answered with something that is different than what we asked for. Sometimes He gives us more than what we asked for. Jeremiah says, Call to me and I will answer you and will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. Meaning even beyond what you know. It's kind of like Ephesians. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundant above all we can ask. We ask for something, but he can give us so much more than that. And no doubt some of you have expected and experienced this as well. Maybe as a young mother or young father, you asked God for a, a small, simple blessing. You said, Lord, give me a healthy family couple of kids or whatever it may be. And now many, many years later, you don't just have a, a couple of healthy sons or daughters. You have an entire extended family of children, grandchildren, maybe even great-grandchildren, brother-in-law, sister-in-law, sons-in-law, daughters-in-law. You asked just for a, a healthy family. And He gave you more than you asked for. He gave you a tremendous blessing with your family. And maybe we've seen that. Maybe we've experienced that. But your prayer was answered. No doubt, a little different than you expected. But the idea is prayer is necessary. It's commanded from God. It keeps us from temptation. It prepares us for the future. It brings glory to God. It blesses us. It makes us happy when God answers our prayers. And He does answer them, sometimes immediately, sometimes when His time is right. But prayer works. And we need to remember that, especially in, in these days, that God is still active in this world and He is working through us, His children. 
So let us continue to remember to talk to God daily. And not just for our own blessings, but for the blessings of others, but most importantly, so that His power and His glory may shine in this world today. Let's close with a prayer this morning. Lord, we thank You for the opportunity to come here and to worship You. We thank You for listening to our prayers and answering them in a way that not only helps us, but serves Your purpose. Help us to truly commune with You throughout our day. And help us to bring glory and honor to You so that Your presence and Your power may be made known to others around us. We pray this in Jesus' precious name, who lives and reigns with You now and forever. Amen.